if you're doing a niche podcast to a very small uh, audience, then you, you're never going to get large uh download numbers you know if you are doing a um if you're doing a podcast to every single owner um of a uh, of a honey colored uh toy spoodle dog called daisy then you're probably ever going to get you know 20 <laughs> 20 uh, downloads for that um that's not what success is all about you know success you know i, I come back to the phrase delighting your audiences, because I think that that is what it, what it's all about. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hi, podcast pals. We are back for another episode of Podcasting Smarter. And this time we're doing something a little different. Rather than talking to a Podbean podcaster, I have an industry expert with us. James Cridlin is a radio futurologist, a writer, consultant, and public speaker on radio's future. He is also the managing editor of podnews.net. We hope you're reading that on a regular basis. It's a daily podcast newsletter, and he runs media.info, a media information website. So, James, I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you for joining me on Podcasting Smarter. Well, thank you for asking. Well, it's uh, it's an honor to have an industry expert and a radio futurologist. So when I hear that, I this is what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing you um, sitting there with a crystal ball. Um, you know, maybe it's on a, a, a microphone stand of some sort, um, but and and maybe a wizard's robe. I don't know, but um, this is. I mean, you couldn't well, have I tell, a. I tell a you more what, you should title. be picturing. Okay, tell you what okay, you should be picturing. You should be picturing a man who has worked out that if you print your own business card, you can call yourself anything. Uh, that's so, true. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, why 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 go with radio consultant when radio futurologist sounds so much better? It is um, so much better, James. So much better. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been working in in radio and podcasting for a long a long time. So this is my twenty ninth year working in the radio business, and um, and I've been involved in podcasting since about January of two thousand and five. So uh, you know, so a fair amount of time. Uh, working in both in both industries, and I know that you know some people think that radio and podcasting kind of hate each other, um, and that really isn't the case. It certainly shouldn't be the case. Um, you know, there's great things that we can learn from from uh, both sides of the, uh, of the industry. I think so. Um, so yeah, so I've you know really enjoying it. Oh, great. Okay. So with, okay. So radio versus podcasting, you're right. Like I think people think of it as this, you know, war of the world's media situation. Um, so how would you describe the relationship between radio broadcasters and podcasters right now? Like, what do you think the relationship between, between them is and what do you think needs to change? Uh, well, I, it was interesting being at Podcast Movement earlier on in the year, and Podcast Movement was fascinating in that there were three audiences there. There was the audience of people making tons of money out of podcasting, so the venture capitalists at the at the top of the building. Uh, in the middle of the building were 
uh, passion podcasters wanting to make sure that their podcasts sounding uh, are sounding absolutely fantastic and really concerned about the art of what they're doing. And then right at the bottom, there were some scared-looking radio executives who didn't quite know what all of this podcasting thing was all about. <laughs> and I think mostly that's what's going on at the moment. You know, I mean, radio is a large, large thing. It's way larger than uh, than the, the, the podcasting industry is in terms of revenue, but also in terms of consumption. But actually, you know, in terms of um, where the, where the radio industry is, there are still lots of people that don't really understand what podcasting is all about and why, you know, why they, they should be as involved. And there are some who think that they're so much better than, than uh, you know, those, those amateur podcasters out there. And, and that's completely the wrong attitude to actually have. So I think, you, you know, it's interesting seeing the different views that different people have. Um, but I also think that we in podcasting can, uh, can learn an awful lot. You know, radio has been going for uh, nearly 100 years. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, in terms of what radio has learned, you know, radio has learned an, an awful lot of really useful things about consistency, about editing, about how to do great audio. And those are things that work just as well in terms of podcasting as they do in terms of, of, uh, radio as well. So I think that actually we've got uh, a lot to uh, learn on both sides. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So I'm thinking, how can radio embrace podcasting? Is it something like, should they be approaching the relationships? I, I'm thinking of BBC and Netflix. Um, you know, BBC has original programming streaming on Netflix. So um, I feel like they've sort of embraced the digital modern media, um, and, you know, ecosystem. Is, is that something that rather than being afraid that radio should be like, oh my gosh, we have all these new opportunities now to reach more audiences on their own terms. And we have the chops to back up our production that some of these independent podcasters are don't have right away. So we have this training and we can really do something magical with it. Is, is that the attitude you think they should have? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if you look at where the radio industry is in terms of podcasting. You've got the public service broadcasters, people like the BBC, the ABC here in Australia, where I'm talking to you from, um, NPR, of course, uh, in the US, CBC in uh, Canada. And they, by and large, completely understand everything there is about podcasting. They are there in the charts. They're doing very, very well. NPR is the world's largest podcaster. I estimate that the BBC is, is, is the world's second largest. Um, and, uh, you know, they're all doing really well. I think the difficulty is that the commercial broadcasters um, really have much more difficulty because they're there um, producing an awful lot of content which can't be turned into uh, podcasts. You know, obviously, you can't make a music show on a podcast for a lot of, uh, a lot of useful reasons. Um, so they're kind of looking at podcasting and going, well, how does this kind of fit into what we do anyway? And how do we make money out of this? Um, and the US radio industry particularly is, um, is very wedded in the idea of having to make money out of stuff from the word go. Um, and they will only do things if they can see a new income stream coming from that. Um, and that's, you know, a, a fine strategy, but it's not necessarily a strategy that works in terms of online, that works in terms of um, new ideas and new, a new innovation. And I think, you know, one of the things that I was very 
lucky to be able to do um, uh, 10 or so years ago was to actually work in a radio station um, that uh, was very keen on innovation and was uh, and saw the payback as being their name in press releases talking about innovation rather than their 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 payback being instantly you know cash through the front door and I think that's a really helpful attitude to have. Yeah, I guess we just don't have the patience, right, to invest into something and hope that it has a payoff, it, which is really, I agree with you, it's really, really too bad. Um, so I'm wondering, you know, you have a really good perspective of the podcasting landscape. So is there anything that's really exciting you about podcasting right now? Oh, I think, you know, what, what I found really interesting is when I started doing um Pod News a year and a half ago. I was doing it because there really wasn't anything on a global basis that was talking about the podcast industry that was actually bringing news about the podcast industry every single day. And so that's why I started doing it. Um, and it was sometimes a struggle to fit four or five um, news stories into a daily newsletter. Um, now it's a struggle to work out what to leave in and what to take out because there's so much, um, you know. So really, the the acceleration of the industry, the amount of great content which is out there, um, is really exciting. But also the the entrance, uh, the new entrance um, of uh, companies that are making it so much easier to make great podcasts. They're probably not the the podcast hosts that you will use forever. But uh, in terms of starting, um, getting into podcasting, you know, there are some really simple tools out there now, which I think is meaning that we're seeing so many more people getting involved into podcasting. And I think that's a wonderful, uh, you know, that that's, that's a wonderful thing. I think also, you know, it, it is interesting that we are seeing the industry coming of age, I think, a little bit. We're seeing um, the people that have been there forever in the podcasting world um, getting sort of shaken up by some of the new folks coming in with their venture capitalist money and their, you know, and their uh, high ideas about how, how how they can change podcasting for the better. And it may be for the better, it may not be. Um, but I think we're actually seeing quite a lot of change in the industry the moment and i think that that's uh, you know change from my from my point is always good because it forces us to have a rethink about how we do things and to you know work on uh, better ways of serving our audiences and at the end of the day that's what podcasting is all about it's about our audiences i'm glad you mentioned that because i've had a debate with people about the potential for us to ruin podcasting and yeah. The reason and the reason I'm concerned about this and maybe my maybe I'm a lone ranger on this because I, I can't really get a lot of people to agree with me, but I want your I want your input. So I grew up um, on radio, uh, listening to radio much more than TV. I've just been a radio fan forever. Talk radio. I just carried a radio around with me all day. And then I discovered podcasting, which was a heck of a lot like radio, except it didn't have commercials. And I can choose and make my programming. I wasn't beholden to the station's programming. Yeah. And I fell in love with listening to podcasts. But back then, there were no commercials. And I just, it, it was really the initial thing that really attracted me to the medium. 
So now that's all changed. And I'm trying to decide, you know, I'm torn between the love of podcasting and wanting them to be sustainable and also not wanting them to be polluted to the degree where the original thing that attracted me to them is now not there. So I'm, I'm really torn because I have had podcasts be polluted, in my opinion, podcasts that I've loved that have um, their own success has led them to a lot of sponsors. And I'm just, you know, I'm hitting that skip ahead button over and over and over again. And that's fine. You know, it's sometimes it's worth it. But at the same time, I miss those days when it was commercial free, sort of punk rock, you know, platform. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there still are an awful lot of commercial free podcasts to go and find. Um, and I think, you know, that that's the wonderful thing about uh, the podcast industry is that it, it is so open and that anybody can actually get in. Anybody can produce a podcast. Um, whether anybody will listen is a different conversation. But I think, uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that. I grew up, um, as you can guess from my aloof British accent, um, I grew <laughs> up in the UK. And the UK, um, half of the UK's media has no commercials on it at all because it's run by the BBC. And the BBC in the UK has no commercials, whether it's a radio show, whether it's uh, the TV. And they've got, you know, um, I think they've got eight TV channels. They've got uh, 50 different radio channels. None of those have any commercials on. So, um, So actually, I think if you come from a European country like that, then the the commercials, the advertising sounds even weirder because all of a sudden there's all of this advertising which we've never heard, you know, in the past. We've never heard all of these ads and, and all of a sudden there's a there's an awful lot of it in some places. And I think, we, you, you know, we as podcasters need to be careful that we don't turn into what US radio is turning into um, with 14, 15 minutes of ads, sometimes, you know, 20 minutes of ads an hour. Um, because you know, at the end of the day, nobody wants that. And if you look at the the audience figures for uh, radio, certainly the time spent listened, um, then you're seeing that figure going down. Um, and one of the reasons that that, it, that is going down um, is because there's so many commercials on there. Um, you know, so I think we just have to be careful on that. Podcasting is very different to radio, and you know, typically. Fifty percent of radio listening is done um, uh, is done with other people. Um, typically, seventy five seventy five percent of radio, three quarters of radio, is done on a speaker. Um, podcasting very very different. Most of it is done on headphones. Most of it is done alone. Ninety percent of podcast listening is done alone, and that means that actually radio ads don't work very well on podcasts. Um, and maybe that's something. That's one of the reasons why. Uh, some of the radio companies can't quite understand how podcasting might work because they've realized, they're intelligent enough to realize that actually the podcast um, experience is a very different experience to the radio experience and that what works on radio won't necessarily work on a podcast. I'm so glad you brought up the way people listen to podcasts because it is typically a very solitary experience, but uh, I'm wondering if you are sensing a change coming in the future with the advent of smart um, speakers at home, because I'm finding that 
for instance, we have a, you know, a smart speaker in our house and we will put a podcast on. And now all of a sudden my husband and I are and the dog are listening together um, and it's becoming more social. And I've heard that this is something that that people are starting to see. And it's a bit of a game changer in terms of how we deliver the content and then how we can use that technology to intelligently deliver ads. So have you done any, do you have any statistics on that or are you, are you paying attention to that at all? Yeah. I mean, I think smart speakers are really interesting. And I, I just bought myself a Google home hub the other day, which is a fantastic tool uh, and Fancy. very good. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, the ABC, which is the, the, um, the radio and TV company here, here in Australia, released some figures um, only a couple of weeks ago. And they said that 30, uh, 31%, so nearly a third of all Australians who own a smart speaker, claim to have asked to listen regularly to a podcast on it. So if a third of people who own a smart speaker are listening regularly to, to podcasts on it, then you'd think and hope that podcasting would be a big thing on, um, on uh, smart uh, speakers. The only difficulty with that is that actually their preferred device is still a smartphone rather than a a speaker and when you start looking at you know details from you know some of the larger podcast hosts um i mean i've got some data here from september from uh from one of the world's biggest podcast hosts and they're saying that you know 86 percent of downloads are to mobile devices whereas 0.12 percent of downloads are to smart speakers so I'm not sure that smart speakers ne ne necessarily are a thing yet in terms of podcasts, but I certainly think it's something worthwhile bearing in mind. Um, I've had great success. You know, obviously, Pod News is available as a newsletter, yes, but also as a podcast. Um, and I've had great success in that podcast, which is only two minutes long, being available as news briefings uh, on the Amazon Alexa or on the uh, the uh, Google Home. So when you say, you know, what's in the news, it will play you a short news, um, you know, it will play you a short news um, uh, briefing or whatever it is. Um, and you can elect to get pod news in there. That's been really interesting because that almost overnight turned from being nobody using it to being 25% of all of my downloads are going into, you know, into those uh, news briefing um, uh, tools. So that's been really interesting because that's, uh, I think, shown that people, again, use smart speakers in a different way than they use mobile phones. Um, and that actually, you know, certain uh, bits of content work much, much better in terms of a, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, of uh, smart speakers than they do perhaps in terms of m m mobile phones. So it's a really interesting area, I think, just to keep, um, keep uh, having a look at. Yeah, it's a whole new world we're trying to figure out. That's interesting. We do, um, for those listening, we do re have a fairly recent Podbean blog post article uh, that tells you exactly how to set up um, those uh, flash brief briefings with your Amazon Alexa smart speaker. So uh, those numbers that you just shared are pretty compelling. So I just see people running to, um, to do that right now because uh, the 25% of your downloads coming from that is 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 very yeah very i mean if you can if you can be in a news briefing uh if your if your podcast is right for a news briefing and both google and um and amazon are now completely open for anybody who wants to end up doing that 
then that's a great that's a great tool um, because you're almost guaranteed daily people coming back and listening to you you know every single day but of course that means that you have to have a certain style of podcast which is um, you know which would actually fit on there and that wouldn't work for you know Dan Carlin for example right yeah yeah that's yeah that's very interesting I can't wait to see see how this all develops in the next, you know, year, two, three years, how how common they become. Because I, I still think there's a learning curve with these smart speakers. Like I didn't find it super simple to set up. Uh, you know, my husband, I didn't seem to have a lot of trouble with it, but I, it took me a while to kind of get the hang of it. Um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Do you uh, have a Google curve. one or, a, or an Amazon one? Amazon one. Ah, okay. Yes. I, I have one, one Amazon one for testing and it drives me mad <laughs> it's, it's, it, because I'm so used to the Google way of working things. Um, right. but as a, as yeah. a little, uh, as a little hint and tip for those, uh, for, 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 uh, people listening who have a Google one, there's a wonderful Easter egg in there. If you say, Hey Google, I'm feeling lucky. Um, then you get to play a game. So, really? um, yeah, so, you know, I'll give, the, give that one a go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great tip. I'm going to check, I'm going to check that out <laughs> as soon as I get something from Google, which I should, because yeah. I use Google all the time. I don't know how we ended up with an Amazon one. Okay. So we sort of talked about what was exciting you about podcasting. So I want to talk about, um, your pet peeves, like what frustrates you about podcasting or podcasters or both? I have my own pet peeves. I'll be happy to share them. It, it helps, you know, <laughs> to get them off your chest. Um, so because, you know, when you're immersed in it, you just you see things, you know, come up a lot. And the more you see them, the more they get annoying. So um, so what, what are your top pet peeves when it comes to podcasting or podcasters? Um, I guess I have two. Um, and the first one is I have an Android phone. You can already guess what this pet peeve is going to be. I have an Android phone. I'm one of 79% uh, of the world that has an Android phone. Only 21% of the world has an Apple phone. Um, and I am really bored of podcasters linking directly to the Apple iTunes, uh, Apple mm -hmm. Podcasts uh, store with a link and saying, go and listen to my podcasts. Guess what, folks? It doesn't work. Stop linking me to a minority device that, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's really frustrating. So um, the, the number one pet peeve, but also the number one opportunity, I suppose, is uh, for, uh, po for podcasters to recognize that Android is out there. And just as a button that um, opens Apple Podcasts is guaranteed to work on an Apple phone um, because people have the Apple Podcasts app, get your Google Podcasts button also there because that is guaranteed to work on 95% of all Android phones. It, it just works. It, you, 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 you press it, it opens. Nobody has to install any software whatsoever. So uh, if there's one peeve that I wish people would would you know stop doing is thinking that podcasting is an iPhone only thing, and you know focus on how can we lessen the friction, make it as easy as possible for people to listen to my podcast. And my my suggestion uh, to that is have a play button on your website and. Pod, Podbean is very good at that. Have a play button on your website, then have a button for Apple Podcasts and a button for Google Podcasts. 
um, to make it easy, straightforward, so that anybody can uh, go and uh, and and uh, have a listen. Um, because actually, at the moment, although I said that you know four out of five mobile phones out there are Android phones, um, the vast majority of podcast downloads are to iPhones because podcasters aren't promoting Android enough. So that's one of my big peeves. What do you think of that? That is a no-brainer. I'm mad for you. I have an iPhone, <laughs> so I haven't lived this frustration as, as as you have, but I am so mad. I am mad that this is happening to you because it's unnecessary. It's so easy to submit to Google Play um, or Google Podcasts. So, um, yeah, I am yeah, so and, mad. And, I might, and the wonderful I might thing just throw is you my phone out the window. And the wonderful thing is you don't even need to submit to Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts just finds you. That's the wonderful thing. So actually, as long as oh. as long as your as long as your podcast is is out there, as long as you have a podcast page on Podbean or anywhere else, uh, or your own website, um, then Google Podcasts will find you and index you. I did some uh, some uh, tests a while ago. Ninety seven percent of the top one hundred podcasts were in Google Podcasts because Google just just finds you. So, you know, it's, it's really nothing to worry about in terms of a podcaster. It's just a case of going to grab the button, sticking it on your website, making sure that it's really clear. Um, and please stop sending me press releases in particular saying, here it is on Apple, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, because it drives you mad. Um, if, you, if you want a really easy and quick way to find out what the button um, what your link is on Google Podcasts, then uh, an easy way is just to go to podnews.net, search for your podcast, uh, and um, and uh, the page will actually show you a link for Google Podcasts, a link for Apple um, Podcasts, uh, and, uh, and, and even ways of actually sticking that on your own site. So, um, yeah. That is super cool. What a great, what a great service at podnews.net. I love Hooray. it. Um, Did you just say podnews.net? What, what was I not supposed? What did no, I say? No, no, I no, no. I was, I was, I was having a joke about saying how many times I might say podnews.net in this. In I this did segment. say podnews.net. I was like, oh god, did I screw up the? Hooray, <laughs> podnews.net. <laughs> yes, you really can't say podnews.net enough. It just flows you off your tongue. Exactly. <laughs> um, before we get to your second pet peeve, I just want to take a moment to compliment you on how many statistics you're holding in your head. I don't know how you remember all of them, but they. I have no idea um, if they're accurate, but I'm going to assume they are. Um, but I'm so <laughs> me neither. I've just memory. I've just made them all up. Um, I'm actually sound, sound very believable. Actually, now you see, I actually have a crib sheet in front of me, <laughs> so yeah, oh, so I can see, actually see. Oh, did not need to confess. He did not need to confess that. Um, okay, so we have your your first pet peeve. Totally, totally justifiable. What is number two? Oh yes, yeah, so number two, and it's related to how long should a podcast be. Uh, and I'm sure that that's a question that you get asked an awful lot. How long should my podcast yes. be? And look, and there are lots of answers to that. And uh, one answer is to have a look at the average commuting time um, and make sure that your podcast is less than that. So if you live in Brisbane, in, in Australia, where I live, the average commuting time is 24 minutes. And so therefore, if you make your podcast 23 minutes long, then that should probably be a good uh, length. But that's not really the way. The right way of working out what a, what how long a podcast should be is that a podcast should be as long as it needs to be, but no longer. 
And I judge an awful lot of podcast awards. I've heard an awful lot of uh, podcasts, and my goodness, edit. <laughs> it's the one thing that, that drives me mad is listening to podcasts where it's just a chat between two people and it veers off and it loses its focus and then it's sort of pulled back into focus and everything else. And, and actually, you know, um, Roman Mars, who does 99% Invisible, he's brilliant. He said uh, the, other, the, other, the other month that if you have 10,000 listeners and you edit one minute out of your podcast that didn't quite work, then you've actually saved the world 10,000 minutes and you are practically a hero. And I love that quote because it's so, so true. Um, you know, uh, Helen Zaltzman, who produces The Illusionist, uh, she talks about editing time being twice, at least twice as long as your podcast. So if your podcast uh, is, is a 30-minute podcast, then you should be spending an hour editing that afterwards. Um, just focusing, just respecting the audience's time is the one thing that drives me mad. And by the way, it also drives me mad about, about radio as well, that you can be really self-indulgent. Um, and it's the self-indulgence that, uh, that uh, you know, is, is one of my, uh, my uh, peeves. We, we're here to serve our audiences. We're here to delight our audiences. And the way that we delight our audiences is to make a really good show. And that includes editing stuff, polishing stuff, making it sound great. You really put a lot of pressure on me to edit this episode by, <laughs> by saying that. Uh, but th thank you. And I, apparently I'm going to have about 60 minutes of work <laughs> to, to polish, polish the coal up. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Sorry no, about that. No, no, that's it's great advice. I can't argue with it. Absolutely can't argue with it. And I think you ended up getting three pet peeves in there. But oh, did I? That's wow, there fine. you go. <laughs> well, the editing and the, the length of the podcast, I think that was technically two pet peeves. So, but I think it's good to know this because we all want to be better podcasters. We need to know what's annoying people. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that's all very good stuff. Okay, so I was wondering... Um, what was I wondering? I was wondering in terms of the average indie podcaster, you know, they're all trying to be successful. So in your opinion, do you have, uh, I'm trying to determine how we measure success as an indie podcaster. Is it the downloads? And if so, how many downloads means success? Is it the audience loyalty? Or is it a certain degree of monetization means success? Or is it just kind of whatever you think it is? Um, I don't know, but I, I think it's something that I'm seeing podcasters struggle with. They feel like every other podcast is doing better than they are, yeah. and they're just riddled with self-doubt. And sometimes that that it means that they leave podcasting because they get discouraged. Yeah, I, I, w I, w I totally hear you on that. And I think that there is... Um, I think that, you know, success is actually really difficult, particularly since... Um, we don't have a download uh, chart uh, in terms of podcasting. The Apple podcast chart is um, nothing to do with, uh, with uh, downloads and also is very, very easily gamed. So don't look at the Apple podcast chart as a m method of working out whether or not you're doing great. Um, and also, if you're doing a niche um, uh, podcast, podcast um uh, which if i may translate is a niche podcast of course if you're doing if you're doing a niche <laughs> podcast to a very small uh, audience 
then you, you're never going to get large uh, download numbers. You know, if you are doing a um, if you're doing a podcast to every single owner um, of a uh, of a honey colored uh, toy spoodle dog called Daisy then you're probably <laughs> ever going to get, you know, 20, 20 uh, downloads for that. Um, that's not what success is all about. You know, success, you know, I, I come back to the phrase delighting your audiences because I think that that is what, it, what it's all about. And some people get um, delight from the, you know, from the smallest of things and actually being able to hear back from your audience, being able to know that your audience is, uh, is really enjoying what you're doing is great. You know, there's nothing more discouraging, I think, than somebody going onto, you know, a Facebook group and saying, you know, oh, I've, I'm really pleased. I've just managed to crack 10, uh, to crack, um, you know, a thousand downloads per episode. And I'm really pleased that I've managed to uh, to end up getting that. And then somebody else says, oh, well, I'm doing 20,000. Uh, you know, it's so depressing. And actually, that's not what success is all about. You know, you might be doing your podcast um, for the art of it to make a fantastic piece of audio. That's absolutely fine. You might be doing your podcast to make money. You might be doing your podcast to get your personal brand out there. Um, there are lots of different reasons why you should do a podcast. And actually, you know, you can't necessarily just point to one stat or one number as being successful. I mean, there are ways of um, working out whether people are enjoying your podcast. And obviously, downloads is, is, is something that you can have a look at. There's also um, from uh, some of the uh, statistics you can get your, your, your hands on, particularly the, the stuff that Apple gives you. You can actually see when people are switching your podcast off and going, and going away and doing other things. Uh, and that's useful too in at least knowing that your podcast is you know, keeping people's attention uh, uh, and all of that. But, you know, really success comes down to whatever you want your, your success to be. Um, and you certainly shouldn't be driven by the Apple podcast charts, which are a bunch of, you know, it's, it's, it's a mess. You should be driven by whatever it is that you are in podcasting for. I concur. I, I love that, uh, that whole philosophy. I think it's a very organic approach, and I think it, it can work for any podcaster. So I love it. Yeah, I, um, I think so. I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. the, 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 pod, the, the, the pod news podcast that I do, I don't know the, the download numbers for. Um, I self-host for various reasons. It's so I can be rude about everybody. Um, so, mm -hmm. so therefore, um, uh, I actually have no stats. Um, and my only, uh, my only term of success for the Pod News podcast is how many people come to Pod News and subscribe to the newsletter. Um, that is why it's there. And I have no desire otherwise to earn money from it, to, you know, to get incredible download figures. Frankly, I'd be really happy if tomorrow people um, stopped getting the, uh, the, the podcast and instead got, got my newsletter instead. I'd, I'd be far, far happier with that. So, you know, we all have different, you know, ways, ways of forward, I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, I have one last question. I, I just want you to have fun with this, okay? All right. Since you're the radio futurologist, I think it's completely reasonable for me to ask this question. We'll see. What are your wild? <laughs> I want you to share with us your wildest, most controversial media predictions. 
I, I don't care if, if aliens are involved, I will be very happy. <laughs> well, wow. Um, I think that, okay, so I think that in terms of <laughs> media predictions, uh, newspapers are obviously going away. Uh, that's the first uh, obvious and easy thing to go and say. Okay, no more in, newspapers. By what in, year? What year will yeah. we no longer see a newspaper? Uh, I mean, you know, um, you know, Canada is seeing many of its newspapers go to only publishing a few times a week. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there will still be newspapers in ten years, but I would have, ima I would imagine that most of them will have stopped by that point. Or be or or be so tiny that it won't be worthwhile. Um, Maybe they'll go underground and they'll be like more subversive um, things that well, you know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a, it. It would be a nice thing if things were less were less corporate and and less sort of you know homogenized. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Okay. So uh, you know, so that's the easy one. Uh, the future of television, I find fascinating as well, because obviously you've got Netflix, you've got uh, all of those sorts of things, and I think you know, really, the long-term future for TV is going to be live sport, uh, live news, you know, breaking news uh, channels, and that's probably going to be it, and everything else is going to be on demand, um, and you know, services like Netflix and others um, are going to be the predominant way that we consume uh, TV in the future. Um, in terms of radio, it, it's interesting. Everybody is convinced that radio is going to die and that radio won't be around. Um, radio, just to put it into context, has five times more people consuming it in, in the US than podcasts, five times, and it's listened to 25 times more in the average week. Um, so radio is still massive and radio is not going to go away uh, anytime soon. Um, but I think that it is going to uh, going to uh, change, and I think music radio in particular is going to have a hard hard life in the next five uh, or ten years, um, because frankly, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, you know, Apple mm -hmm. Music does that job really, really well. Um, and I think in terms of podcasting, my hope in terms of podcasting is that it becomes more mainstream than, than it currently is. Um, that we are better at, con uh, at communicating not just how to listen to a podcast, that's an important thing, but also why you should bother in the first place, um, because that's far more important. Um, and so getting great content out there, getting great information out there is, is you know, is really important. Um, and, uh, but, you know, by and large, I think that, um, that what the internet is bringing to media is great news for all of us because it is much more, uh, uh, easy. The, le the 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 playing field is much much more level. So it allows anybody who is great at producing content to do that content on um, you know on a variety of you know uh, on a podcast on a on a radio station stream uh, on YouTube all over the place. And I think that at the end of the day is great news for um, for uh, for for all of us because you know a. A, a set of different voices is a really important thing. I have to agree with that. Thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing your expertise, your never-ending list of stats that you have memorized and uh, and your <laughs> predictions for the future. I think it was, it was so much fun and I loved hearing hearing your opinions and perspective on everything. And I think 
our audience will will love it as well. And I'd love to have you come back sometime. And if you're back. ever in the States or, you know, if you're going to be at a podcast movement again, I'm there every year uh, with Shannon, who I think you you met Shannon, right? What, did you meet her at Podcast uh, Movement? Yes, I did. I did. And uh, okay. yeah, Podcast Movement next year is difficult for me because my wife um, has this thing called a, uh, called a, well, it's, I was going to tell you which birthday it was, but it's a significant birthday. Oh, uh, well, that's more important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so even though I've bought my ticket already, <laughs> I don't oh, think no. I'll be going. <laughs> I don't think I'll be going, but oh. I'm, I'm, uh, but I'm uh, hoping to be at Podfest and uh, various other things, and uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm. Oh, I'll see you there. I float around at all of the big, the big uh, conferences and things, anyway. So um, yeah, so I'm we probably to have already passed each other in the hall, and I'm sure know. we have. So. Uh You'll be able to find me at the Podbean table. I hope you'll you'll come say hi so we can meet in person. But until then, thanks again for coming on Podcasting Smarter. It's a great pleasure. Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!